Hi, my name's Francesca. And I'm Imi. And welcome to The Notable Podcast, where we talk about all things notable in music. Yeah. That's what we do. That is exactly what we do. It's in the name. Mm-hmm. So we're we'll talk. We're going to talk about music in the pa- pandemic from the perspective of the listener, and then from the perspective of us as performers, and then music at uni, and then what we think the future of music will look like in a post-COVID world. Wow. Yeah. Perfect. We're, we're digging deep. Let's do it. Yeah. Digging deep. Yeah. Yeah, sounds great. Okay, so the first thing. Yes. What was your experience of music during the pandemic? So just like in general, um, such as like, did you find yourself seeing more music on social media or like taking part in more things and stuff? Yeah, interesting. I think the music in the pandemic, I think people were surprised, maybe, at least I was, about how much they missed it. Mm hmm. I think when it was taken away, it was like, oh my goodness, like, what the heck? And I think there's been a real, there was a whole shift in how people sort of like, I don't know, were like fighting for the arts and stuff. You know how there's always been like, oh, you know, you shouldn't be cutting art funds and stuff. But I think, yeah, there was much more sort of support for that. But yeah, I think obviously people shared a lot more music online. I mean, what do you think? This is kind of your area of expertise. I mean, is it, well... Yeah, I think it's funny actually because I kind of thought I'd end up doing more with my like YouTube channel, for example, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have any inspiration. Yeah. But like I know that other people sort of really just they just took that spare time as a chance to just like. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting actually because I think I stopped playing less classical music. Like I didn't play as much recorder and flute, which is my first and second instruments. But I did write a lot of songs nice as like a side thing i really enjoy writing songs just in my own time just for jokes really yeah. um but yeah i mean that like this past year i've probably written more songs than i have in my whole life wow. um maybe maybe that's an exaggeration <laughs> but yeah in terms of recorder and flute i did not really play much at all. oh that's not true well kind of we had a you know how you did the nhs clap on a thursday mm-hmm. we did have a road big band nice that's really yeah. cool we did do that that's but, really yeah. cool we will well we'll move a bit more on to uh, ourselves as performers in a minute but my next question <laughs> is did you listen to any new artists mm-hmm. if you did oh. did you find anything that you wouldn't have found without the pandemic i don't know because i feel like i listen to a lot of new music a lot of the time anyways mm-hmm. that's fair i don't know what about you well, I spent a lot of, you know, I was living with my boyfriend during the pandemic and he really likes musicals. And the more he's shown them to me, the more I have grown to quite like musicals. Did you not like musicals previously? Wasn't a big fan. No. <gasps> Francesca. I'm sorry. No. No, it's okay. I'm seeing you on the other side of this where you are starting to like them. This yeah. could have been a this could have been a problem. Yeah. So it's good you've only just found out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, musicals wasn't a big fan. I just I just didn't like the style of singing, um, yeah. and just I don't know. I found them all a bit samey. But actually, he's shown me some really good musicals. So I'm and the soundtracks and stuff. And I've actually which, I've come to like them one? and appreciate them. So which ones are we talking about? What that I don't like or do like? Do let's stick with do. Okay, yeah, good. Um, <laughs> well, okay. So Chris and I went to see a musical before the pandemic, and it's called Amelie, and oh, it's yeah. based the based on the film. Film, yeah, oh, I've not seen it, but 
my gosh, the music, they have live musicians on the stage that are all part, like all the cast are musicians and they have like cellos on wheels and like double basses on wheels and wow. like, it's amazing. Um, and oh, the music's incredible. The set's amazing. Ah, oh, so fantastic. And I would highly recommend it. We went to see it for the, uh, for the second time the other week for his birthday and Oh, just as good as last time, but like extra special because we hadn't seen anything live in so long. So mm-hmm. it was really lovely. Yeah. So you listen to lots of new music all the time anyway. And I... Well, I, no, it's interesting. So I was thinking about, as you were saying that, like, I think I was with my family more. So I probably was more influenced by the music they listened to. Mm-hmm. But like, it's hard to know, actually. Yeah. To be honest, most of the pan- this pandemic, I've been working on my degree. That's fair. Say a lot of music that I listen to when I work. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'll tell you what, something that I listened to while I was working that I found during the pandemic because there was like nothing else. I don't necessarily like listening to music when I study because I get distracted by it. Oh, interesting. And I like can't, you know, we couldn't go anywhere. So there was no Mm -hmm. sort of like, I couldn't go to a cafe and sit amongst the sort of buzzing cafe noise which is quite nice because it kind of allow it means you have to focus so mm-hmm. i i just found like piano jazz from a different room on youtube and it like sounds like oh, it's in a different room and it really yeah. it really helped me concentrate because there wasn't that you know there was no sound there was like yeah. it was just me sat in a room so it was quite nice to f- feel like someone was playing the piano in a different room and it so it wasn't in the room where i had to concentrate on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of background really clever way back there i that's interesting that you said that she because my like my relationship with listening to music when i work is complicated (laughs) it's like i if i'm in a silent room then i can't listen to music if i'm in a room with sound then i need to listen to music does that make sense yeah it does yeah Yeah. but then if if i do listen to music when i work has to be like a very specific type of music and I have to have, like, a specific type of familiarity with the music. Yeah. So it's complicated. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, was there a genre or artist that you gravitated towards throughout the pandemic? Wow. Well, I did have a playlist that I ended up making called... <laughs> All my playlists have, like, strange names. And it was the acronym of Vibes Where There Are None. And a lot of that was, like, funk disco music. And that was kind of my go-to when I just felt like the pandemic was just all a bit too much. Yeah. So I think I gravitated towards sort of like a bit more upbeat funk disco pop tunes. To sort of add to the vibes when there were none. Yes. But yeah, that's probably me. I what get about that. You? Um, I think the same, actually. Yeah. I re- yeah, I really wanted to find more like funk and soul. Yeah. For like, for like the get- same reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I feel like... A dance party never hurt anyone, you know. Yeah. And throughout the pandemic, they were kind of crutch. Although recently, yeah. actually, since like like churches have been opening back up, and I've sang at a wedding, and I've done like a couple of things to do with our friends who are both organists. So there's always like a conversation where we're talking about hymns or something, you know, just at the dinner table eating pizza. You know, we're, we're talking about hymns. And uh, I'll be like, oh my gosh, this hymn's such a banger. Do you guys know this one? And I'll sing along, and they're like. Fran, that's just a weird Catholic one that only you know. And I'm like, what? That's such a tune. And it's made me it's made me really miss the banging Catholic hymns that were at church. 
And but that's like only been recently yeah, since just yeah. being so long without church. And it's like that's not Christmas because obviously you know like everybody loves Christmas hymns, Christmas carols. Yeah. But just things like you know, shine Jesus shine. Like oh no, I know that. that we used to sing that when I was young. But there, there oh, are shine, there are a few that are like shine. some rogue Catholic ones. But that's just like okay. one. That every, that's one that everyone should know. But yeah, that's the things I really missed. Um, so there was a, a rule that like so churches could go back a couple of months ago, but you couldn't sing. Like you had to just stand. Well, that you just couldn't join them. And to our church, we met up in a field so we could like sing and i oh my gosh it was like even emotional you're like oh my gosh i've just missed singing with other people mm-hmm. like these songs um yeah we didn't sing shine jesus shine <laughs> um i haven't heard that so long actually but yeah that was really lovely i can imagine yeah that did you make music yourself through the pandemic that yeah. um yeah um i sort of I, I i thought i would do more um but i did do a few like choral stuff because at the very beginning of the pandemic when I was living with our friends oh pause you need to explain <laughs> this story because you don't just be like oh yeah like I kind of make some music no give us the tea this is a story guys Go so on, a member of a church who we know who shall re- remain nameless he made some a text to a psalm that was covid related but mm-hmm. like sort of a parody psalm. So, you know, mm-hmm. it spoke about, you know, not enough toilet rolls, only being able to eat baked beans and stuff. And we put it, we put the psalm to like the music he'd he'd put it to, an Anglican four-part psalm. And we posted it and it ended up, what's it, should I have a look what it's on? It ended up, we ended up being on like German. It's up te- everywhere. We were on German telly. I didn't realise you went on television. Well, we never saw it because it was on German telly. But yeah, we almost got on the Jeremy Vine show. Um, really? Yeah, but they like cancelled on us last minute. Bit rude, Jeremy Vine. Why did you do that? Um, <laughs> yeah, we were on Classic FM was my big like, wow, dream come true there. Yeah, like articles written about us. There were some like American churches that wrote articles about us. Got onto the BBC News. You say this so flippantly. Like, if you can see Fran run out, she's just twirling her hair, talking about being BBC News. I was honestly, like, shocked. Like, you just share posts every now and again and be like, just made it onto Class Cluffer. Just made it onto BBC News. I was like, what? It was honestly the most ridiculous Fran, Fran thing ever. It, it went viral. Viral. And it was, like, it was quite crazy. In fact, I could play a bit. There's no copyright on it. Um, yeah, go on. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's it. currently on 100,046 views. Yeah. No, sorry, 100, main- 103,000 for... Oh, my goodness. 103,046 views. Yeah, and the, and the biggest thing is how many, like, news outlets picked up on it as well. Yeah. Okay, I'll play a bit of it, um, because I can... We can do that. Yeah. Um, so that's the first verse of it. It goes on for two minutes. Um, if you type in, it's qu- great. You should check it out. Yeah, type in quarantine choir Psalm one five one, and you'll find it. Amazing. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. 
So Fran did make music in the pandemic yes. and Fran went viral. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting stuff. Yeah. Did you, did you, oh, you, you wrote lots of songs. Yeah, I guess that was, my, that was, uh, that was probably my musical things in the pandemic. I don't know. I mean, I write, I write songs, uh, I don't know, anyways, but I think, I think like having the extra time just meant that I probably wrote more. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I really liked it, actually. I think when the pandemic started there, I think everyone had, like, big hopes and dreams about how much they were going to get done. Yeah. Did you have this? Yes. I'm going to learn... The, like, even the other day, I went into isolation for 10 days, got pinged, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna practice the piano, like, every day. I didn't think I touched it. Like. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got, uh, we've got a folk gig in a couple of months. Oh, yeah. Random. We were speaking to someone... And they were like, well, like, we're putting on a, a folk, there's a beer festival, do you want to be one of the performers? And they were like, oh, yeah, when we said we play folk music, we like, we know, we're not actually a band. But they were like, no, don't worry about it, just come and perform. So this was meant to be the sort of folk gig that we were meant to play at was about a year, mm-hmm. was supposed to be about a year ago and was ob- was postponed. And we, so we've known about this gig for about a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. And we've only just started practising. You'd think really? you'd think we would have thought, okay, well, this will probably be rescheduled. Let's practice during the pandemic so that when it does get rescheduled, we're like ready to go. Ready to go. No, no, yeah. that's not the case. It's in two months, and we started <laughs> rehearsing about two weeks ago. <laughs> but this is this is the thing about the pandemic. Like, I feel like we've all just got used to like having time. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's now, true. And now that like things, de- you know things that are starting to exist with deadlines and like you've got to actually get you know move on isn't it um, sad that like we need to be busy to be productive like you think you need lots of time but you don't you just need a, a deadline <laughs> yeah it's sad <laughs> well i'm assuming that from you writing lots of songs that you were more inspired than less inspired yeah i think i me and fran were chatting before we started recording and I've just spent the last week meeting lots of different people through different events and stuff. And I think I was inspired in the pandemic, but I, I think I was more in, like, processing mode. Because I think I find being around other people inspiring, mm. um, which I feel like I'm starting to, like, re-realise now that I can see other people. Um, so I think I was inspired to make music, but I don't think I was inspired to, like, progress with music. Does that make sense? Yeah. I yeah. Like um, I don't really know how to explain it in the best way. So yeah. hopefully that makes sense. No, I get that. What that's, about you? that's a really nice way feel, of thinking about it. Do you feel inspired? I don't know. It was difficult. Like I didn't feel very motivated to practice when there was nothing to practice towards. And that's always been a struggle of mine. But like when my final recital was coming up and I finally had an in-person performance, because I remember for my January recital, we, we could record. It wasn't like a live performance. You could just record as many takes as you want and then you picked the best take. So mm-hmm. I was kind of like, oh, well, one of those takes will be fine. Like, you know, I don't need to do too much practice because I can do like 10 takes. Mm. But then like that just did that just didn't work. And then mm. I mean, like I did, I did fine. Um, but then when my final <laughs> recital was coming up, you know, that's one performance. And it was finally an in-person performance. And I actually felt motivated to do singing practice. And I practiced mm. like a lot. Mm. And so clearly I clearly need a deadline. I clearly need something to work towards. 
Yeah, but this is what I mean though. Like, I didn't feel inspired to like get better. Mm, yeah. To like improve myself, I just liked playing. Yeah. And moving. Sorry, I'm like moving on to your next point, which was like, yeah. what did I learn? I think that like one of the things that I came away realizing was like, I think I kind of already knew this. I've always enjoyed music. I've always enjoyed playing it. I love playing the recorder. I love playing the flute. I love the ability to engage with music. But I don't think for me, it's about progressing forward all the time. Because mm-hmm. like this year, I have loved playing. But and for me, taking away the need to progress, I didn't feel like too much was taken away from me. Yeah. Um. So I think it was like it was a space to like almost evaluate what it was about music that I really liked, which I think is, you know, just being able to engage and not necessarily master. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah. Did you feel like you learned anything from this, the experience? Um, I definitely learned how to, uh, like, with my choir rehearsals, so our Leicester University Chamber Choir continued throughout the whole pandemic, and uh, I really learned how to edit a choir concert a virtual choir concert (laughs) you know my final cut pro skills were put to the test increase yeah yeah so in that sense and you know learning digitally how to deal with online music yes yeah yeah that is that is fair yeah i can see that yeah if you want to check out any of i might just play a bit of something because it was actually amazing like what we managed to put together as a choir virtually like each person did this is actually what i would have liked to write my dissertation on was dealing choirs dealing with the pandemic but i kind of accidentally took it a wrong the a different way and i sort of didn't really mean (laughs) to so we you know each person recorded their part separately for the concert yeah and then we had a sound engineer put everything together and then I put all the videos together with the with the audios mm-hmm. and it was a real challenge matching up everything. Um, okay, so this is Crossing the Bar by Rani Arbo. <laughs> And actually, when we came to have our first rehearsal in person, we've never been so in tune with each other. The choir has never been... Like, we didn't go flat or sharp when we had our first... Where usually, you know, you might go slightly out of tune. But tuning was impeccable. And the ensemble was amazing. And it was just like, Mm. people have been... People have had to listen to themselves and have had to... They can't rely... They haven't been able to rely on other people in rehearsal. So you have Mm. to criticise yourself and better yourself as a singer. And I think... And also just the sort of the enjoyment of being back together was kind of second to none. So I think it just like really benefited the choir, actually. Yeah, well, that sort of loops around to what we were first saying, wasn't it? Like, mm. I think people just appreciated music to do it so much more. Like now when I play with other people, I always come away thinking like, wow, so lucky to have to do that. Yeah. Whereas yeah. last time, just massively took it for granted. 
last time prior to the pandemic like you just take it for granted don't you yeah that sounded so good thank you i hope you guys can do some more performances soon yeah you can come watch yeah oh that'd be so lovely that'd be really nice yeah um yeah and i mean this all kind of links to what my what my dissertation said really i did my dissertation on um how the covid19 no how Oh my gosh, I already can't remember. What was my dissertation I, about? I can't remember my dissertation either. Your dissertation was, how's the... Ca- you know, I've actually got it on my laptop. Because <laughs> when I printed it out, do you remember? Oh yeah. Oh my god, how have I already forgotten my dissertation? Wow. I've got it. How has the ni- COVID-19 pandemic changed the way Anglican Church and Anglican Church musicians in England use social media? That's my there dissertation. There we go. A true friend right here gets her... <laughs> the dissertation titled up before Fran. Thank you, Amy. It wasn't amazing, the dissertation, but the sort of gist was people found church music really helpful and using it as a... You know, honestly, I can't really remember. It was... Church music was really important to people, basically, and it turned out to be, like, more important than sort of people expected. So... Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So, the future of music in a post-COVID world. Wow. How do you think music has benefited people, benefited people throughout the pandemic? Oh, what do you think? I think people have learned music's place in society, or have at least, or not maybe not everybody, but I think some people have come to understand that actually music has a much more important place than maybe we originally realised. Yes, this is what I meant at the beginning that I articulated very badly. <laughs> I think, or just, or like, not even music, art in general, like uh, all art. Yeah, I think art. I think it's like when you take it away, everyone's like, uh-oh, like, no, no, I actually seriously want to be able to listen to music. I want to be able to engage with it. Yeah. Like, even in school settings, like, I don't know. I'm, mm-hmm. I I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, will this mindset continue post-pandemic? I hope so. I think so, too, because obviously, like, we just don't really know what the next sort of year and a bit's going to look like anyhow. Yeah. I mean, maybe part of it will depend on you know what the government decided to do about things yeah yeah and uh, this but you bit, know yeah do you think the music world's gonna recover gosh that's deep <laughs> you know you have you have to ask these questions you, you have to ask these questions i think with the right support and i don't and i don't know if the if it's gonna get that i don't know if art will get that but then here's my hope is that i think Art is so integral to people's expression, without being deep, of like expression of being a human, that like I I think, well maybe this is naive. I don't know whether like the industry can bounce back the way it could, but I do think people will always continue, you know, making music yeah. and making yeah. art, and from that I think it will grow. Yeah. But actually, this actually know, the one thing I do remember from my dissertation like the majority of the participants in my questionnaire said that they will continue with an integrated social media and in-person approach to music and church you know they they might not necessarily stream all the masses but there will be some level of social media interaction and musical interaction through social media after they mm. post pandemic whether people stick to that because they might just you know it's really easy to just slip back into sort of old habits and just not do that but mm. i think we've learned like that music's so important especially for people that are shielding or you know, like 
even post pandemic, you know, that aren't able, that are housebound. I think it, that it's important for that still to be an option. So I think that's something that has been made more accessible to more places and there has made, therefore has made music more accessible. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, I have been able to watch live streams of concerts I would have never been able to go to previously. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I think it has made music more accessible. Yeah, so I do hope that continues, actually, because that, that has meant a lot to some people, actually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Let us, I mean, is, I'm assuming that there's, like, a comment section. I'm not 100% sure. But if there is, let us know what you guys think of what the future is going to look like. Maybe any new things that you found during the pandemic new musicians artists song an album mm-hmm. that you found during the pandemic that you really liked comment it if there's a comment section <laughs> that i'm not sure about <laughs> if there is if not think about it and yeah get it yeah well i guess that leaves us with our final question of the episode yeah Fran. I feel like we're on, like, Say Yes to the Dress. Do you ever watch that? <laughs> I love Say Yes to the Dress. Such a good show. But it's not, are you going to say yes to the dress? It is. Is there anything you have seen or heard this week that is notable? Went to went to the Kate Rusby's Folk Festival, which is really cool. Within the Folk Festival, there was a band, there was a folk band that were like sort of dressed in like ABBA costumes and did jokey parody covers of songs. So like they did a cover of Beyonce's Single Ladies, but it was like, all the dinner ladies, all the dinner ladies, and like crap like that. And it was absolutely hilarious. There were obviously some very, very rude ones as well. Um, And it was just like, wow, There there were lots of genres of folk within the folk genre. Which is oh, yeah. quite which is quite nice. So that's that's <laughs> yeah, mine that's, that's mine like contrast. That's my notable music thing of the week. Oh very good. I recommend I that like- band. That band, they're really funny. They're called The Bar Stewards Sons of Val Dunican. Interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting name. Yeah. They do sound like you don't quite know what what to expect. Yeah, they're funny. Um recommend. So Immy, what's your notable thing of this week? <laughs> My initial thing this week is, well, so on the Tuesday, I had to do a bit of a long drive in the dark, which I don't normally like doing. Um, and it was quite a long drive. And my I listened to like all the songs I downloaded on my phone. So I pulled out of the side of my car. I've got like CDs floating around. And I, I had like a blank CD. And I was like, oh, I'll just see. I'll just see what's on this. So I put it in. And it was a CD I'd burnt for myself. Back in the day when we used to burn CDs. Do you ever, did you used to do that? Yeah. Yeah, because my first car didn't have an orc, so I used to burn everything. Not set it on fires and, like, put songs on it. And it was a CD that I had burnt for myself when I was in sixth form. And it was full of songs that I used to listen to, I think, 2017. And, oh, my goodness, it took me back. Like, so, like... My notable point is the nostalgia of songs. What the heck? Like, there were some songs I knew all the words to and could not for the life of you tell the, the name of the song. Like, I could picture exactly when I had last listened to that song, exactly how I used to feel. Like, all the memories started coming back, like, all the emotions. And it was really, like... Yeah, I listened to it the whole car journey home, the whole CD. And it was just very, like... Yeah, just very nostalgic i think i was just slightly like 
it was a bit like a time capsule. Like a lot of those songs I've not listened to since that time. Yeah. I mean, at that time I'd listened to them a lot. So I think I was slightly blown away by like how much it brought back. Um, so yeah, that's my notable thing of the week. Nice. Music's crazy. It, yeah, it really is a, a very rounded, you know, expansive topic. Like there's, you know, it just it just sort of hits you in all areas. <laughs> it does. I was literally like on the M25, like, oh my goodness, I know this song, I know this song. Like, of course I know this song, but you're just so excited to hear something that you've not heard in like four or five years. Music is so weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Anyways, that, that concludes the end of this podcast. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Woo! And, um, you know what? You know what episodes yeah. after this? Halloween. Yes. Yeah. I hope everyone's having fun prepping for Halloween, having a wonderful October, even though we're recording this at the beginning of August. Um, weird. weird. Yep. <laughs> see you. See you at Halloween. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. I hope you're having a good time. And yeah, we'll Ooh. see you then. Wow. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye.